East Lansing. Bringing you sports from NBA to NHL to NFL and more. But more importantly, bringing you the full rundown on MSU Spartan Sports. We cover it all. Get us on the phone at 432-3893. And now, the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact Exposure. Welcome into the basement in 167 hours and three minutes removed from speaking to you last. I'm right here, hot from the basement at Michigan State University. Welcome in. I promise you this week there'll be no voice loss. Alongside John, the Latin assassin Vargas, who's decked out in Ohio State red, just a testament to the impartiality here at the Sports Wrap. What is up, John Vargas? What's going on, Dan? How's that voice looking, baby? I'm good. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm well equipped with uh, with the liquids tonight. Hey, Dan, what do you think about this OSU gear, man? What you think? It's all right. It's, it's once again a testament to the uh, objectiveness here in this in the sports rap. Although we're both MSU students, uh, you you are an Ohio State fan. Uh, yeah, you know I don't discriminate or don't hate. But but also you're a Michigan State fan in some aspects. Obviously, I must be. Or I wouldn't be here. Absolutely, that's where we get our education as well. But. Welcome to the only commercial free sports talk hour in the Greater Lansing area. On your FM or AM dials, you want to get in touch with us, the phone number, as was said in our new intro, which I'm thankful to have, 517-432-3893. We also have an email address, that is WDBMSports at gmail.com. I'll give it to you again slow, WDBMSports at gmail.com if you'd like to send us through the web. Also, we can be found on the World Wide Web anywhere around the world if you'd like to listen to us and you're not within about 30 miles of East Lansing. It is impact89fm.com. One more plug. Miss a show, want to catch it? The podcasts are updated. Check out impact89fm.com. Click on the little iPod symbol to your right. It'll take you to a list. Click on my show, The Spartan Sports Wrap. And you can see various shows ranging to 2006. Many, many shows. Countless hours of my voice. Just what I'm sure you would like to hear in your free time. But big things coming up this hour. Just give you a little rundown of what's coming up in the show. Uh, Mateen, we'll talk a, bit, a little bit about Mateen Cleaves making a comeback in the NBA. Yet another one, but we'll tell you with who. Uh, Kobe Bryant reiterating trade demands. Michigan State Hockey visiting the White House today. Uh, Michigan State Athletic Department names its male and female athletes of the year. We'll tell you who, and uh, we'll tell you their resume and why they won. And if we agree, Verlander throws a no-hitter for the Tigers last week in a State News article subsequently is printed uh, with multiple errors and uh, Big in, in, a, in a terrible point of view, which uh, we'll get to in, in moments. Trust me, we will get to. The rumor mill, we'll get that. We're talking Pistons trades that may involve Jason Richardson coming to Detroit. Um, also, a uh, little update on Jermon Green, a recruit out of Saginaw who uh, originally was verbal to Kentucky, um, may be coming to MSU. Uh, he was here over the weekend uh, playing in the Izzo shootout, looked great, along with Corey Lucius and Delvon Rowe were here. So uh, those are verbal commits, nothing official yet, but uh, their hearts and, and minds are set to MSU, and, and I'm sure that they will sign uh, with the Spartans when the time comes. But we'll talk about Mo Maurice Joseph. Mojo is gone, but most importantly, he is not forgotten. Great man. We'll talk about the transition for him to Vermont and what that means in terms of scholarships, in terms of playing time for other people, and incoming freshmen like Chris Allen and Darrell Summers, who are actually here on campus. So, bright future for Michigan State basketball. We'll get to that. And also, 
earlier this or this past week, actually, pardon me, the athletic department in Luana Simon came out with a statement uh, that gave some bullet points for the next athletic director that they are going to hire since Ron Mason, current athletic director, former hockey coach, brilliant coach at that, um, is resigning at the end of his contract in 2008. So that means they have to find a new athletic director, but in my opinion, they will not have to look too far, and I'll tell you who it is and why he's right here on Michigan State's campus. Um, to T-Mac, athletic trainer who uh, was a witness um, verb- or orally, or you know, he heard my mis- mishap last week and let me know about it. I promise you, T-Mac, it will not happen again. I'll, I'll vouch for T-Mac. That ain't going to happen again. I've got the uh, Flavor Splash Aquafina over whoa, here. Whoa, whoa, that ain't supposed to be in the, the studio, Dan. Come on now. Okay, what's worse, dead air? Or dead air. That's it's it's, it's a radio sin. True, true, true. Hey, but more importantly, you want quiet, you want to get in the quiet. house with us? It's five one seven four three two thirty eight ninety three. Shout out to Christina P over in Sports Information. The email address one last time: wdbmsports at gmail dot com. Alongside John the Latin Assassin Vargas, I'm Dan Duggar. Happy late Father's Day to all you fathers. I was at I was at the crib yesterday, cooking a little a little ribs on the grill with Dad, little shish kebabs. We made we made it happen. Wow, that's great, man! Congrats. Good, good times. Good. Your weekend successful. Uh, this weekend was successful. Uh, had some family, some visitors come in, uh, leaving right now, and back to the metro area. We're gonna say say hello to them, throw a shout out to them. Since Dan's always throwing shout outs, I figure I get one. You know. Hey, all these people to say, you know, can I get a shout out? Can I get a shout out? Uh, no. You know, it, it's reciprocal though. I expect at least an email of some sort, of some type of contact. But the email address, go ahead and shoot us an email. It's always interesting to know where people are listening from. We've had people as far south as Jacksonville, Florida, and uh, right here also in, in the Lansing area. So if you're a little shy, you're afraid of the phone, you know, go ahead and shoot that email. But we always accept guests, and we're, the phones are wide open all hour, 517-432-3893. The hot topic today, I'm not sure, um, an article printed on the, the 14th of June in the state news. Um, the on-campus uh, newspaper. Which uh, was Friday uh, or Saturday? Uh, ran by students. Um, I'm not sure. Today's the 18th, 17th Sunday. Well, it might have been Friday or th- Thursday, Thursday I believe it's Thursday. Yeah. An article, I'm sure that one of you out there may have read it, the the three that are listening. My parents count for two, so now I'm just playing. <laughs> wow. Hey, it, 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 the article is titled Athletic Priorities. And columnist Drew Winner argues that people are too obsessed with sports. In, ex- in extreme cases, yes, I can agree. He says, you know, he doesn't, quote, he, he doesn't get into it like his fellow students. He doesn't become, you know, fully involved emotionally, as, as we can see some people. And, and he doesn't understand, quote, why people are so invested in the accomplishment, accomplishments of strangers. This all in the aftermath of Detroit Tiger Justin Verlander throwing oh, Jason a, Verlander, throwing a, as he says. Okay, if, if if you know the the incredible the incredible media outlet that is the state news, you know, clearly has a great editor over there. Uh Detroit Tigers Jason Verlander. Yeah. Um correction, that'd be Justin wow. Verlander's How'd no that one get through, I don't know how they miss that, but Jason Verlander, uh he doesn't pitch for the Tigers and clearly didn't throw a no hitter. Um so I'm sure that the state news is well aware of that error. That it is Justin Verlander, not Jason. You know they mixed up the J's. You know, but it's, apologies. It can you know, I'll apologize on behalf of them to to Justin Verlander. You know, he he talks about how everybody everybody became enthralled with with this accomplishment. In in his lead, you know, the first paragraph of the article, he, 
He wonders why it's, it's such a big deal to people. Quote, Every weekend in bars, fraternity houses, and stadiums, millions of Americans become overjoyed, irate, or depressed about droves of steroid-laden strangers sweating their way to artificial glory, unquote. That is Drew Winters' thoughts in the state news, and and I beg to differ. Um, Yes, there's problems in steroids in multiple sports. It happens. It happens. Um, There's problems with illegal drugs in the business sector in politics in the real world in, let's in be the, honest you know i i believe sports is the real world though in, in artificial gr- glory I, I don't think there's anything artificial about uh, just the the nba the san antonio spurs winning the stanley cup uh the anaheim yeah. ducks winning or, uh, or pardon me yeah the An- anaheim the, ducks winning the stanley cup larry o'brien you the know. larry o'brien trophy for the spurs got a little mixed up there I, I don't think there's no artificial glory there um, he goes on to say that he played ice hockey until age 17 and still enjoys all sorts of athletics today. Uh, maybe that's the first problem he played hockey growing up. Oh, no. My apologies Dan, to, to Dan. those who played. That was a low blow, Dan. You, low know, blow. you know, I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of hockey, but I do watch. Give me a chance, when, when Dan. The Red Give me a chance. Um, uh, but he says he can't. He doesn't understand why people are so invested in the accomplishments of strangers as he is referring to uh, professional athletes. But at, in the college level, he he speaks. The, he's including college athletics in this argument as well. Partly, these are our students. The, uh, these are our friends out here. These are our fellow students. In our fr- in certain cases, in my case, there are, I see a certain number of friends performing on the athletic field. So there, per- I have a personal connection. And in one letter to the editor from Jake Peacock, I read in the State News, uh, he he has a similar argument as I do. Uh, that, you know, he watches a, a Spartan football game and sees his chemistry lab partner, a fellow Spartan football player, planting the flag at the 50-yard line in South Bend. You know, we know the notorious flag planting down in South Bend, and we know what happened when they came back to East Lansing. It was unfortunate comeback in the fourth quarter. But at the college level, at least, uh, they're fellow students. They go through the daily grind that we do. They don't have millions yet. They get, uh, you know, living expenses, books, Meals, you know, I still think college athletes deserve more than that uh, be, be be because of what the university receives in return of their performances. And not only that, you know, a lot of them ain't even going to go to the pros. No national association or league for none of them. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we we constantly are reminded of that by that NCAA commercial. You know, thousands of NCAA athletes are going pro in something other than sports. Right. So we're constantly reminded of that. So we keep that in mind. But here's my point. The reason people get involved in sports, emotionally attached, sometimes the extreme cases are a little bit ridiculous, okay? I don't want to see a, a, a tattoo of a sports team or a player's face on your body. I mean, the license plate, I'll let that slide, you know, because I, I know, know you got a Pistons license plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll let that slide. Some cases, nice. are, some cases are extreme, uh, but, but sports do hold the significance Contrary to uh, the, the state news columnist beliefs. If you want to join in, the number is 517-432-3893. Listen to Dan Duggar and John Vargas on the Spartan Sports Rep. But Dan, you know, that can go interstate, man. That can go coast to coast with me, man. Everybody knows I'm a Piston fan wherever I go. Hey, absolutely. Hey, sports do hold significance nonetheless. And if I, you know, I could take that plate off. You know, it's not like a tattoo like you were saying. Clearly. But sports, in part, celebrate human achievement. And that is why I'm in the business I am. For the most part, yes, there's steroids. Yes, there's you know problems with police, corruption, gambling, betting, steroids. But more than I'd say, the majority of sports coverage deals with human achievement. 
Barry Bonds hit this many home runs. Kobe Bryant scored 81 points. This track runner ran this race in X amount of time. Human achievement. In the remainder of news, what are we left with, John? Uh, Killings, rapes, robberies. Ridiculous stories like Paris Hilton. Things that are sad. Paris Hilton's case, irrelevant to everyday life. But we're constantly reminded of negativity in the news. And when we get something like human achievement, in the majority, I'd say, of sports coverage, like this this team did this, this this uh, this local area, I believe the Division Three championship in baseball was won by a local high school here in the greater Lansing area. You know, this this Okemos team won the uh, the Diamond Classic. We're talking about achievement of teams, achievement of individuals. We're constantly reminded of the negativity that's involved in news. So why not take joy in a local sports team, in a, in a certain athlete, in a certain team, identify with that, and be a fan? I don't think there's a problem with that, contrary to what the state news columnist Drew Winter had to say. And the reason I do not have Drew Winter on the show, because state news columnists, as far as I'm informed, are not allowed uh, to be involved in other media practices outside of the state news. So I'm not trying to, to cold cock anybody here. I'm just, I'm just trying to put the opinion out there. He put his out there, and I will put mine. And, you know, a lot of times, like you were saying earlier, Dan, about all the other things besides sports that are in the media and in the news, um, I was once a journalism major not very long ago, a couple months, and I realized what business I was going into. And, you know what, I changed my whole curriculum and said, you know what, this isn't me, this ain't what I want to do. And one last point for you, Dan. Uh, yes, this guy does have a point. Yeah, we don't know him personally, at least for the most part. Most of us don't know professional athletes on the whole. But you know what? Sports, the only way I can really put it and put it cleanly is sports is like that girlfriend, that girlfriend that you've always had with you. And no matter what happens or who changes or or what happens in your life, that that girlfriend or AKA sports will always be there for you. It's a mind, you know, it's a mind away from reality. It'll help you get through the good times, get through the bad times. So, you know, hey, you know, our parents, you know, our parents will cease one day. Everybody goes, things happen in our life, but sports will always be there. Absolutely. In whatever form or fashion it may be, uh, sports have been around since since ancient times. I mean, you want to have a history lesson, sports are going back. Wrestling. Olympics. Absolutely. Uh, we're not going to get into a history lesson, but um, – he, he says this, Drew Winter, state news columnist, says, quote, let's recognize sports for what they are, entertainment. Entertainment is not inherently wrong. We all, need to, we all need to pour over mindless drivel now and then to relax. We just have to keep it in perspective. Yes, there is a certain sense that you have to keep things in perspective. Um, if your team loses in the playoffs, it's not the end of the world, okay? Those, you know, there are those extremists that take things a little too far. But at the end of the day, there's nothing wrong with taking pride in a local team, say the Tigers, say the Pistons, even the Lansing Lugnuts. Hey, why not? But there's nothing wrong with that, and I wouldn't necessarily call it mindless drivel. And, you know, there's another thing. Uh, Dan, uh, growing, in the, growing up in the metro area, you understand the Tigers. Uh, we have, at least since I've been old enough to remember, I don't remember a good Tigers team. Last time the Tigers were good, at least, you know, as far as championship-wise, was the year I was born. And so my point is, you know, hey, this is like a whole new experience for us, enjoying baseball in a baseball town, going to Comerica Park and seeing a sold-out stadium. We, you know, that 
that luster is new to us. So, you know, hey, you know, you bag it all you want, but watching Justin Verlander pitch that game was incredible because I, I don't know if I'm speaking for you, per se, but we had never seen nothing like that oh, as no. far as a Detroit baseball player and team in this last, these, especially this last year, is concerned. Absolutely. We're talking a little bit about the importance of sports in the everyday lives of general people. You want to join in? It's 517-432-3893. The email address, wdbmsports at gmail.com. The title of the article, which can be found on the state news website, the... Uh, in Michigan State's independent voice, as they call themselves. I don't know how they do that when they still collect the tax from us, but you know, we won't get into politics. Stop, stop. Title called Athletic Priorities. Um, talking about Detroit Tiger pitcher Jason Verlander, obviously an error there. Justin Verlander's no-hitter and how people get so involved, emotionally involved with sports. And in certain cases, how can't you? The Pistons Championship in 2004. I don't. It, it may have been a marketing scheme, but going to work... Was that model that year? Was it not? And all the blue fl- blue collar Detroit identified with that. The yeah. auto workers, the the hard working, forty hour hourly workers, not probably even more than that, forty hours a week, identified with that. In the These pistons say, "I'm going to work." Yes, yeah. we make a lot of money, but we're going to work for the fans to win. Hey. And that is what they did. They delivered. And you know another thing, uh, you read that article and you said the author um, played hockey till he was seventeen. Well, you know, um, since I can remember, once again, the Red Wings have always been a dominant team, a great team at that. And they've won multiple Stanley Cups that I've witnessed. And, you know, hey, it might be an old bit for him to see the Red Wings in the playoffs and see all this and that. But when you see your favorite team do go go to the pinnacle of success, you know, especially for the first time, you know, it's a it's a thrill. So don't bag on other people's parade. He does make some relevant arguments in his in his column that say people need to pay attention to things like Darfur, global warming, uh, Congress William Jefferson obviously recently charged with accepting more than nearly half a million in bribes. But obviously those things are relevant, and I'd say people pay attention to those. That's why we have multiple news channels, folks, Fox, on the television. I mean, yes, we have you know twenty four hour ESPN, ESPN News, things of that nature, FSN. But at the same time, it gives people a break from the everyday news of rape, robbery, killings. It speaks to the majority of human achievement in sports. And that's why I'm in the business I am. But we'll put that on the back burner. Just had to get that off the chest early. But when certain things are written like that and published in the local media outlets, you've you got to go after it. Especially when in this, the fourth, third, third word in the article is Jason Verlander. That, that combination of words, the third and fourth word. Got to give J- Justin Verlander some props. And what was a remarkable outing for him. I caught that game from the sixth inning onward. And what a show he had. I watched it. Throwing 102 heat down the stretch. And that wasn't it the second to last pitch? Or the, yeah. I believe it was. Throwing flames. Are you kidding? From what, 6'5", Verlander frame, 102 What's that coming across the plate in less than half a second from release of his hand? And you t- tell me that's not amazing. I think the more this is another point. The more experience you have with the sport, the, the greater appreciation I believe you can have. When I never played golf, I said, "How can people watch golf on television?" I played rounds of golf in high school with the, with a high school golf team in the summer. 
I started to have a greater appreciation for the game of golf. Because yeah, I knew how difficult it was to hit this 100-yard pitch and get it on the green close to the pin. Same here. I realized the same thing. And for that for that exact reason is the reason why I don't play golf that much anymore. Because, you know, I'm terrible. I ain't going to lie to you. I'm, I'm a terrible golfer. Anybody who knows me knows that. But, uh, yeah, so once you play and once you, you, know, you get into the game, you realize um, how hard and how difficult uh, the other sport is. You're listening to the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact Exposure. You want to join us, the number's 517-432-3893. I'm your host, Dan Duggar, here every Monday, 7 to 8 p.m. John Vargas, we call him the Latin Assassin. He's in with me for the summertime. We'll see, we'll see if he comes back. We're going to take a quick break. You want to give us a shout, go ahead. Email's wide open. You're listening to the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact 89 FM. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Sunday nights, check out Sit or Spin from 8 to 10 p.m., where you can voice your opinion on what new music we play here on the Impact. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Welcome back to the Spartan Sports Wrap, the Greater Lansing's best commercial-free sports talk, possibly the only one out there in the Greater Lansing area, on the, on, the, on the FM or AM dial. Yes, we had PSAs, but I wouldn't really consider those commercials. Not necessarily trying to persuade to buy a product or service. Just letting you know what it we're about. Commercial free, baby, because we are a nonprofit. We are Impact 89 FM. You are listening to the Spartan Sports Rep. I'm your host, Dan Duggar, here every Monday night. You want to join us? Let's go. 517-432-3893. We just discussed a certain article that was written in the state news, local paper here in East Lansing, uh, Michigan State's official student voice, independent voice, you could say, and about how people are too involved with sports. They're not that significant. Um, people need to direct their camaraderie and pride and ideas with real significance, says columnist Drew or Drew Robert Winter, English Jr. at the State News. I beg to differ. And if you missed that, I will not repeat myself. You can check our archives. The show will be archived, as are all our recent shows since the beginning of the semester in the fall of 06. So uh, that's impact89fm.com. Click podcasts and see the Spartan Sports Wrap archive. Uh, Dan, you know, I don't want to get back. I don't want to go fully back into the subject all the way, but I do want to mention one thing. Uh, after the tragic events of 9-11-01, uh, what was the first thing that brought us out of our state of shock? I, I remember uh, the Patriots in the NFL. That, Th- that following year, the Patriots won. And the game of baseball. The NFL title and the game of baseball, yes. So, it, I mean, yeah, sports isn't the most important thing. I agree with you in that. My family and my, my grandparents will tell you the same thing, but at the same time, it's uh, something special and something important, and you shouldn't knock it. Absolutely, and I will never knock it because currently I draw paychecks based on sports. That's what you're about. 
Not here, clearly, because we're nonprofit. But nonetheless, join us, 517-432-3893. Email inbox is wide open. I would like to receive a few of those, as I hope to get every week. Uh, but that leads us to Kobe Bryant. Yes, Kobe Bryant once again has reiterated trade demands to Jerry Buss. That is Dr. Jerry Buss of the L.A. Lakers. Chemistry doctor, wow. So, Kobe Bryant reiterates a trade demand. Obviously, he wants out. But how bad does he want out? Kobe Bryant overseas, reportedly in Spain, meets with Jerry Buss, Dr. Jerry Buss, in China to discuss. It was either China or Spain. This is according Spain according to, to multiple reports. Okay. okay. Nothing proven here. What, but but Kobe, the Lakers don't deny that this meeting did not happen. Kobe Bryant reinforces the trade demand that he wants out. And, and he gives a, a, a number of teams. He says the Bulls, the Suns, or the Knicks. Or the Knicks. Okay. A trade to Chicago would work. First of all, I'm not going to repeat what everyone on ESPN has said all day. I refuse. I, look, I dig deeper beyond that. You check the trades. You check collective bargaining agreements and what can work. A trade to Chicago would work because I do my research. Kobe for Ben Gordon, Ben Wallace, and the 2007 number 9 pick would work. And that would send Kobe to an Eastern Conference team. Clearly something the Lakers, I think, would want to do. They don't want to see him often because if he's in the West, they will. Yeah, you know, you know, as far as the Lakers, you're right. They don't want to send them, keep them in the West. And uh, hey, LA is one of the big basketball hotbeds. And what will happen if he's in Phoenix and every time he comes to uh, to the Staples Center, he's busting Laker butt? You know, that wouldn't be good for the Lakers. No question. Join us five one seven four three two thirty eight ninety three. So Kobe to Chicago for Ben Gordon, Ben Wallace, and the number nine pick. But here is something to think about in the back of your mind. Can Kobe Bryant walk past a statue of Michael Jordan on his way into work every day and play in the house that Michael built? That is uh, obviously what Kobe wants. In one sense, um, you you hear, at least you heard of from media outlets, when he was drafted, you know, that was his goal to be like Mike, um, which I guess in a sense every athlete is. But I guess this guy was somewhat obsessed with Michael Jordan. And it also almost proves the point since he changed his number to 24. I mean, it is pretty close to 23. Or is that egotistical? Does Kobe Bryant want to be one up on Michael Jordan, which some may argue, and I kind of noticed that he changed his number to 24, one up of Michael. Clearly three rings behind Michael, but still... Um, almost an equally as impressive career thus thus far. He still is he's in the prime of his career, so he has more damage to do. Trust me. Right. And at the end of the day, we may say Kobe Bryant is the best player to ever play the game, but uh, not today. Michael Jordan is the best player to ever play the game, uh, and the best current basketball player is Kobe Bryant. It's true, you know, Kobe Bryant. You watch him, and uh, you say, "Wow." How does he make that shot, or how does he do this, or how does he do that? He's an all-around complete player. The only thing, if I was another team, that I would worry about is uh, the guy. He just he seems like a team player on the outside, but something inside, something inside is telling me, you know what? If you can't get along with Shaq, you can't get along with anybody. I mean, Shaq may appear to be, uh, you know, cordial on the outside to the media, joking, always funny. Uh, but you you never know what goes on behind locker room doors. That's true. You know, uh, people say Steve Eiserman was the, the nicest guy ever, but, you know, I've, I've heard certain reports otherwise. So you can never, you know, fa- face, t- taking things at face well, you got to take them lightly. That's true. I've never heard nothing like that against Shaq. I mean, Shaq, 
if I as a journalist, that would be the, if if someone said who would you want on your show, uh, my top request would have to be Shaquille O'Neal. He is hilarious. I would love to have Shaq. He's got multiple degrees. He's a very educated man. Isn't he like a reserve officer or something? He travels around in police cars in the off season. But we look at we look at Kobe Bryant. Uh, next season, he's slated to make just under $20 million. The following season, $21 million. And then in the 2009-2010 season, uh, Kobe Bryant has a player option to make $23 million. Uh, that would top him out in basketball right now. Currently, uh, I believe the highest paid player in basketball is Kevin Garnett. I believe so. That monster, monster deal that's why that, that KG leave, signed. That's why he can't leave Minnesota. Was it at 170 Oh, man. Something, something ridiculous. I can't even count that high, Dan. But then there's talk about trading Kevin Garnett to Boston, which I tried certain scenarios in Boston, Paul Pierce and, uh, you know, Gerald Green maybe. Uh, it's not working. I don't know where they're going to get, where they're really going to make that trade to Boston for Kevin Garnett. I don't know where it's going to come from. Uh, that, Wally Zerbiak, you know, Sebastian Telfair, if he's still in the league. That just sounds uh, like, a, you know, something made up, Dan. Yeah, that's just, just a hot rumor. But fact is that the MSU hockey team is currently, I still think they're there, at the White House. Uh, their itinerary today, they're, they were left at like 5.30 this morning, flew out to D.C., um, come back tonight, late, like 11.30 they get back. So they got to meet the president today. That's, that's the type of privileges you get when you are the national champion. Great things, man. Michigan State Hockey visited President Bush and the Congress today. Uh, in other news of Michigan State Athletics, and particularly hockey, Jeff Lurg named Spartan Male Athlete of the Year. Certain faculty staff members are given a list of candidates, descriptions, they vote, and uh, Jeff Lurg won it all. Male Athlete of the Year. Was he your pick? Was the Spartan goalie five, all five, six? You guys can relate. You're quite small. You know, not to knock your size. Whoa. But, you know, he did tremendous things with that small frame. Hey, man, I'm always down for the small guy. So, so you're with it. Jeff Lurk was I'm your Spartan the, male athlete the of the Latino year. Latino mosquito, he's got my vote. Um, obviously, an impressive, an impressive year. He was named a USA Hockey College Hockey Player of the Year. So, go ahead, John. Oh well, you know that pretty much seals his uh, deal. But if you know, Mister uh, Lurk wasn't your vote, who would you have put then? Um, to be honest. Um, either uh, I believe Nick, I, I get their names mixed up, Nick and Andy Simmons. I believe it's Nick Simmons. Uh, I think he was a three-time All-American in wrestling. And I believe he's he may have won the award before. I can't remember. Um, but uh, he, he or Drew Neitzel. Um, Drew Neitzel, if you saw what Drew Neitzel did this season, that's pretty incredible. He he put a team on his back for most of the season. Um, what, fourth in the, in the Big Ten in scoring? Um, led the team in scoring, clearly. Shot the ball tremendously well. And mo- most importantly, the factor that stands out to me, why Drew Neitzel is so good, is when it when it came down to clutch moments in big games, Drew Neitzel was dependable, and Drew Neitzel won the game. Texas, Wisconsin, sweep and go. Drew Neitzel, floater in the lane, game time. Yep. Wisconsin, are you kidding? Drew Neitzel, balling. Pop-tarts. Pop, pop tarts. He was money. Sweetness. But I have to give it up. Jeff Lurg, at the end of the day, Jeff Lurg has a national championship. And one of the greatest saves I have ever seen on television or in person. In that championship game, when he was flat on his stomach and reached the air and, and glove saved that puck from you know going in the net clearly. 
Wow, I'm looking in your eyes, Dan, and I, I see a, a hockey, a, a hockey flare inside your heart. I will not be. That was one of the single-digit hockey games that I have watched in its entirety. May have been the the only one. I stayed glued in front of that TV. There's a group of us back home. We all got together um, and watched that game in its entirety. I did not leave the couch. I went to the bathroom in between periods. Yeah, you got up, you got up, but you watched it. Absolutely, Jeff Lurg, Male Athlete of the Year. That's it's officially named the George Alderton Male Athlete of the Year. So USA Ho- College Hockey Player of the Year. He was the, to the Frozen Four All-Tournament team, obviously, because he helped Michigan State to the national title. The, one of the main catalysts behind that. Obviously a team effort when you look at that championship by Michigan State. Uh, no clear stu- superstars, no Hobie Baker candidates, but Michigan State got it done. And I believe Jeff Lurg deserves credit and honor in, in the terms of this George Alderton Male Athlete of the Year honors. And as a sophomore, I believe he is the fourth sophomore in the history of the award to win it. Um, past winners include uh, Mateen Cleves and Charles Charles Rogers, although he flamed out in the NFL. Oh, not fl- don't say flamed! Don't say flamed! I mean, he you know he's un- running four six forties. I wonder what he's doing right now. But nothing aside to take away from Jeff Lurgan. Also, we you know gender equity here. Sarah Brown. Women's Award winner, former guest on this very show. Mul- She's been on this show multiple times. Wow, what a voice inflection at, Sarah, at that point. I'm pumped, okay? When I see one of my for- <laughs> one of my former guests go out there and, and, and become an award winner. Man, you got so down, Dan. You're scaring me. Sarah Brown, one of our former guests. Let me say it again. She was the Spartan Female Athlete of the Year. She was first team all Big Ten, and she recorded the fifth best stroke average in school history, with a 75.75, I clearly, I don't even know if I could golf from the women's tees over at Forest Acres West and still stay under 100. And no. she and she's hitting about 75, 76. No, I couldn't even write 100. Don't don't forget the women's golf team and the men's won the Big Ten titles, but the women won it outright by 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 more than 10 strokes. So she had a dominant. Although Rachel Mickle, her teammate, won the big, the individual crown. She was a key factor in that championship. And the team also appeared in the NCAA championships. Um, also award winner, uh, gymnast Kristen Coleman. She received the Big Ten Conference Medal of Honor along with former quarterback Drew Stanton. Um, that, that award is presented to a male and female su- senior student-athlete at each conference institution for outstanding athletic and academic achievement. So both of those student-athletes getting it done in both arenas. All the ace. Academics, athletics, student athlete. That's what we're about. Getting it done. So male athlete of the year, Jeff Lurk. Female athlete, Sarah Brown. Big Ten Conference Medal of Honor for Academics and Athletics. Drew Stanton and Kristen Coleman. Chester Brewer, Brewer Leadership Award. Women's Track and Field, Taryn James. Love Taryn. Great person. Uh, fellow journalist. Journalism major. Um, she is a triple jumper. Former uh, Big Ten champion, actually. In the triple jump. And the George James, the doctor, pardon me, James Fury Achievement and Service Award goes to John Masters in football. Uh, John Masters has certain charity fundraising throughout the year. I know at the Green-White game he had a, he, he was, they were doing a collection for charity, even though the game was free, you know, is donate to John Masters heading up before a charitable program, I believe, uh, geared towards cancer research. If I'm not mistaken, I'll have to check that. Uh, but John Masters doing great things as well. So we have to give shout-outs and recognition to where it is due. 
The number is 517-432-3893. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we will talk about Justin Verlander's no-hitter, the rumor mill, and the search for Michigan State's next athletic director. You're listening to Dan Duggar and John Vargas on the Spartan Sports Rep. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. For some high school students, school can be a dangerous place. A lot of gamers look at you as a game member, too. For some, just being in school can be a struggle. I wouldn't go to school. I didn't care about what my mom said. My mom would tell me, like, what are you doing for yourself? You're not doing nothing. But despite all the obstacles, inside every high school student is a graduate. People look down on you if you don't have a diploma. I want to graduate because they say I won't. Go to BoostUp.org and find out how you can help a friend, a son, a daughter finish high school. BoostUp.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Tuesday nights from 8 until midnight, the Impact's Progressive Torch and Twang brings you the best in alternative country and grassroots music. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Welcome back to Exposure on Impact 89 FM. More importantly, you're tuned into my show, The Spartan Sports Wrap. I'm Dan Duggar alongside John, the Latin assassin, the Mexican mosquito. The, la- uh, the Latino mosquito. <laughs> Latin, Latino mosquito. John Vargas is in the house with me. He's been here the past few weeks, and it looks like he's sticking around. Wow. As long as you don't talk, you talk so much. Wow. Used to used to bang your hands on the desk there. I know. I was warned about to, that. To the attention of, of our DJ Jazzy J behind the class, Jazzy as we J. like to call him. Wow, Stop banging one, your hands, or he's going to have to get some... Some Man. tape and tape your hands on or boxing a, gloves. Put me in a straight jacket, why don't you? My goodness. But if you want to get in touch with us here on uh, Dan Duggar's Hour, you could say. Wow. WDBMSports wow. at gmail.com. No, I'm just messing around. He was waiting to say that, WDBMSports too. at gmail.com is our email address for those of you shy and afraid to hear your voice, afraid to make the call. For those of you more ambitious, go ahead, give us a call. Area code first, 517 432 3893. So far this hour, we have this, this commercial free hour. As I remind you, we are commercial free. This hour, we have discussed Kobe Bryant's trade demands, where he could go. I think a probable place could be the Chicago Bulls. But could he play in Jordan's shadow? Um, also, Michigan State hockey is currently in Washington, D.C., visiting the White House today because they were the national champions. Male, female athletes of the year, Michigan State's. Sarah Brown, women's golfer, and Jeff Lurg, the Spartan goaltender, who's currently with the team, I'd assume, in Washington, D.C. Also, we spoke about Justin Verlander's no-hitter and a state news column written by Drew Winter about the importance of sports in society. Uh, He devalues it. I value it very highly because I believe in celebrating human achievement. Maybe you don't. Maybe you do. Give us a call, 517-432-3800. 93, an open invitation for this columnist to come on the show, but you know, clearly there are certain rules over there at that publication that do not allow them to come on the show. But we progress forward, as we always do, Mr. Vargas. Verlander's no-hitter last week. Old news, clearly, because we're only on once a week. But in many, in many discussions, in many you know sports fans' eyes, they only see it in Justin Verlander's career as a certain amount of time until Justin Verlander becomes a Yankee. Wow, I just thought it was you a know, typo. You know, you think about that because 
the Yankees, they'll go after that hot player. They did it with Johnny Damon just recently. And I believe that they'll wave some considerable cash in front of Justin, not Jason, State News, Justin Verlander when his contract is up. But I think Justin is a character guy and he'll stick with the D. I think so. Uh, when is his contract up, Dan? Do you know right offhand? I'm, I'm going to check that out. But I believe he was, what, drafted in 2003? I believe so, 2003 or 2004. Um, but is that what you're talking about? You're talking about him possibly after his contract. After his so. contract, the Yankees saying, we'll pay you ridiculous amounts of money because you're you're the hottest young pitcher and, and pitching is at a premium in Major League Baseball. And come come over to the Bronx, and we'll pay you well. Wow, you know, I, Justin seems like one of those guys that he uh, does good with one team, will stay with one team. So I hope that's the case. Um, that game that w- was last week, I believe, is Tuesday, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Tuesday or Wednesday, uh, was incredible. And um, you know, what, what do you, you got anything up, Dan? Yeah, the Tigers, according to uh, ESPN, signed Verlander to a five-year contract. After they signed him, um, the deals were was was at the uh, onset a guaranteed four point five million, with a maximum value of five point six. Also received a three point one two million dollar bonus. So, Justin Verlander five year deal when he came in what oh four, the oh three we'll, we'll draft. Just say so 04, four is the latest. So I'm guessing he's got about what two years left with the Tigers or next year if he, you know possibly. Uh, you know that final year could be a player option. You right, ne- you never know. Um, uh, the the, the uh, verbiage of the contract, but at, at this at one point, you know, the Tigers could say we can pay you this much, you know, depending on, upon what the Tigers do. If they win a World Series in the next two years, he's he's done his due. He's got the ring. He could really really put himself away very well if he goes because the Yankees will pay. Clearly, they will pay, and they'll pay top dollar. They'll pay top dollar. Come come get twenty million a year and pitch for us. You see what we paid Roger Clemens. Come on and get some. Why not? Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised to see it, but um, I don't know Justin Verlander personally, so I can't say if you know he'd go for the money or he'd stay for the novelty and camaraderie in Detroit. Know, we never thought Clemens would be a Yankee. But is Justin Verlander the best young pitcher in baseball? Wow, you know, um, I'd have to say yeah, no. Um, if you'd asked me last year before the playoffs started, I might have said Francisco Lariano. Yes. Yeah. He, uh, he was going nuts, but... He had an elbow injury, I believe it uh, was aggravated when in a game with the Tigers, and he's a no-show, and I don't think he's scheduled to even come back this year. No, that was unfortunate. I mean, because that was the talk, wasn't it? Wasn't that the talk of the AL Rookie of the Year? Yeah. Coming down to he and Verlander? And it was like late July or sometime, I believe might even been August when that uh, injury took place, and I believe it was against the Tigers because I was watching that game. Verlander currently has the fifth best ERA in the American League, so clearly he's a good pitcher uh, for the amount of outings he's had. I believe he picked up what win number six. I believe so. Um, and you know, now uh, eight and two. Pardon me, eight and two. I'm clearly behind on Verlander. How but, old is Verlander? Does it say there, Dan? Uh, he's 24 years old. 24 years old means he's got room to grow. He's got you know his third, fourth, and fifth pitch that he can help. Uh, build in the pros so this guy's got potential and you know the only there's two things that do worry me about your saying about him possibly being traded or I mean leaving at the end of his contract one let's just say the Tigers do win a World Series in the next year or two Um, does Verlander want to be that ace of a staff does he want to take that role because 
um, there's you know there's a chance he could be an ace in Detroit. Uh, well, what about Bonderman? Well, that's what I'm saying. Bonderman is right now the ace, but you don't know what Verlander. You know, Verlander. This is the second time. You don't know what he might show. And you know the other thing that does concern me is, like you said, Yankees can throw out that big uh, those big bills and say, you know, come on play uh, in the house that Ruth built. So, uh, but Dan, I got another question for you. Why are you trying to give George Steinbrenner's ideas? Because I didn't hear about this. <laughs> I'm I'm just saying, okay. I know you're uh, yeah, I mean, real, you look you I look mean, at hot young prospects in baseball, and it seems that the Yankees go out and buy you know buy their dignity and say, come to the Yankees. Uh, you know, come come from one of the most heated and hated teams in all baseball, Johnny Damon, the Boston Red Sox. Come to New York. Wow. Come to the Bronx. What a transition. Johnny Damon goes from the world champion caveman, just came, Red Sox, came from, has to shave his face oh, on man. the way to I the Bronx, I didn't even recognize and then he him. gets a ridiculous deal. The Geico caveman before he even came out. You know, damn, I, you know, like you said, the Yankees like to get that young talent or any talent for that matter and bring them over for top dollar just to outbid other teams. Uh, and I understand your concern, but at the same time, you know, I hadn't hear, I hadn't heard about this, and you're kind of scaring me, well, giving George it, Steinbrenner <laughs> ideas. And like you said, he likes to bring talent. So you know, he never, you never know. He could be listening to this show, and you know, listening to us, wanting to give us a deal. If, if George Steinbrenner then, is know, listening to the show, I will retire tonight. Well, you never know. If George Steinbrenner calls in the show, I'll retire. Well, you know, I'll you retire never know. right now. He owns the MSG Network. No, no, no. Yes Network. The yes Network. Yeah. Yes. So you know, he's always looking for talent. Always looking to step his game up. So I'm with it. So uh, just, yeah, I would. I'd be. I'd be very upset to leave Lansing. What the the hundred and twelfth uh, media market to go to New York, the number the number one market. Dan, Dan, Dan's principles, baby principles. That's what we're talking about with Justin Verlander. I'd have to have principles. What stay in the hundred and twelfth market and take and not take a two hundred percent pay increase to go to to New York. No, I'm just playing. But the Tigers one game back in the AL Central with a depleted bullpen. I should say. Although Verlander is mighty good, uh, we're still without Kenny Rogers and Joel Zamaya. Oh, man. May, may I remind you, the Tigers still one game out as I go through puberty there and the voice crack. Wow. One game out in the central. Growing up on behind, the mic. That's absolutely. Joe Buck. Absolute, Joe Buck. He's absolutely. Joe Buck. Ladies, I'm grown. <laughs> wow. I, I know, what a chance. You, you got to give him the deep voice. But yeah, Detroit. He, I think uh, the just engineer's coming, messing with that. Detroit, right update. Top of, thir- top of three. Detroit 2, Washington 1. Detroit now 39-29 and 29 on the season. Uh, tonight marks game one of a three-game set uh, with Washington and Atlanta over the weekend. Texas coming up next weekend in Minnesota the following weekend. You know, really the thing, and everybody knows this, that watches Tiger baseball, the, really the thing that, worry, that has to worry you is the bullpen, and uh, especially the bat, you know, the relievers, the, the closers. Uh, yes, his is out, but man, Fernando Rodney, who had a great year last year, just isn't the same. We had Jose, where'd you go, Mesa? He's gone. You know, we dropped him like a bad habit. Uh, dropped him like a bad habit. Yeah. I'm we just... might have to drop that, that catchphrase, like a bad habit. Oh, no. That's a little bit overused. Drop you oh, like come a on, bad Dan. habit. Come on, Dan. I just threw it out there, man. You cut, a, cut a man some slack. Hey, all right. Anyways, all right. but isn't there somebody? I'm missing somebody else. Walker left for Baltimore. J- right? Jamie Walker. He wasn't that valuable. What wasn't? Wasn't he a left hander though? True. To, but, a, a quality left hander, somewhat hard to come by in the majors. I mean, he but wasn't. You know, he, he got he so- got paid, and not to mention he named his son, the, a baby he just had, after Jim Leland. 
Son's name, Jim Leland Walker. Wow. That's uh, unbelievable. That's commitment to a former manager. You didn't even win a World Series, but you named your kid after Jim Leland. That is commitment, and that is respect. Dan, give me the water, man. My throat dried on that one. <laughs> My throat dried. Anyways, not to mention, the Detroit Tigers are putting up ridiculous numbers on the offensive end of things. And ever since Sheffield has really got his bat in order, it's helped the whole lineup. And Maglio Ordonez is reaping the most benefits, obviously, from this. Uh, oh, absolutely. Chef's batting average is up to 287. I'm sure it'll be over 300 by the end of the year. He happens to have 17 home runs right now. Does Gary Sheffield? Tell me what's more intimidating. I know Barry Bonds is, you know, Barry Bonds, but what, go, watching Chef go up to the plate. And swing that bat around before the ball's even uh, loose. Tell me that doesn't get the pitcher's head. You can't even, as a kid, you can't even mock that bat, that bat, that batting stance. I mean, I used to do the Ken Griffey. You, you know, you always love to do the wow, Ken Griffey. You try. <laughs> but wow, but, but as deep. a kid, you, you know, you can't even imitate the Gary Sheffield batting stance. No. Cur- currently, Gary Sheffield third in the AL in home runs. Man, he just it's just because A Rod is simply on a tear. Not to mention Prince, son of Cecil. Fielder, he's a legend. Leave him out there in Milwaukee. Don't touch him. Cecil had to hit home runs just to get a just to get around the bases. He was so hefty. Oh come on, man! Don't come on, man. He's He's a a former Tiger. You know we can we can jab him a little bit. Prince Fielder leads the NL with twenty five. Meanwhile, Alex Rodriguez, a Rod, performing. Yes, we know he doesn't perform in the postseason, but having a brilliant regular season for the not so brilliant Yankees. Twenty seven dingers. On the year. Hey, well, they they must be uh, meaningless because, you know, they ain't doing much. But more importantly, Maglio Ordonez leads all batters in baseball with a 371 average. Ridiculous. What's his doubles? Isn't he, like, leading the league in doubles or second or top three or something of that sort? I believe so. And Mags is not fast. So a testament to him him hitting the ball to the wall. Man, that hair, man. I'm I'm speechless on that hair. Uh, 33 doubles on the season, to be exact, for Max. 33. So that, does that lead the majors? Um, I'm pretty sure it does. It's pretty. It's it's up there in top five, I believe. I'm pretty sure it does. So, but I mean, yeah. And then you know, Granderson's really uh, coming into that nice uh, leadoff hitter. Polanco, a guy that I believe doesn't don't get enough credit. Polanco doesn't get was enough a, credit. was really a, an unrecognized dark horse for MVP of Major League Baseball last year. Yeah, and you know, really, if you remember last August, before you know, right about in the middle of August, I'd say when he went out. With that shoulder, when it separated shoulder in Boston, the whole team, the whole team just had a different attitude. Uh, but this was also, uh, you know, before Sheffield. But Polanco, uh, I don't know who, you know, if I was a Tiger manager, who you would want up at the plate when you got runners in scoring position, whether it be Polanco, Sheffield, or Ordonez. If you have to give me that choice, I might have to go Polanco on you. It's, it's tough to argue against that. Mags, in the same breath, Maglio has a 657 slugging percentage. On base percentage, 447. Stop Ma- scaring me. Ma- Mags is getting on, not to mention he has 64 RBI. He's doing it, doing it, doing it. Oh, oops. Do- doing it. I almost started a song there. My fault. But Gary Sheffield has really come alive. I like seeing him in the field every now and then. Good. It's good for. I think it's great for him to get out there. 
is you know like we've discussed when you're DH, you go up there, you strike out, you go sit down, and, and you, you, and you think, think about of, it, you okay. sit there and think about it. We were not we're not going to beat that dead horse, but Curtis Granderson nearly batting 300. We know he had a problem with, with striking out last year, and, and yes, he he's, he's striking out a lot again this year. But but I think that's a problem that you know, certain players are going to struggle. You want your leadoff uh, hitter to be aggressive. Uh, Bra- so. I mean, Brandon Inge is is right behind him, and and that's a Brandon Inge that has played f- fewer games than him, not many, but fewer games than uh, than Curtis. So maybe that maybe that Brandon Inge will have more strikeouts then, if they played similar amount of games. Yeah, and then don't forget, you know, you got in the left field, I believe, you got Monroe and Tim's, and they can just uh, platoon. You know, Jim can say, hey, you know, I feel. I feel like Tim's tonight, you know, I, I got something that's telling me, put Tim's out there. I got something that says Monroe. And remember, Monroe played excellent, especially in the Yankees series. So, Absolutely, Monroe was huge. And we look at we look at Marcus Tim's. He's he's a very valuable piece of the, of the Tigers puzzle. And look how much money this This is such a deal. It's like 70% off or something at Meyer. For uh, four 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 hundred thirty two thousand, I think it's more like a farmer jack uh, going out of business sale, man. Hey, I didn't right by my house. Actually, I actually went there this weekend, but you know we we can't endorse any any products or companies on the air. But we'll endorse Marcus Thames four hundred thirty two thousand dollars for the production he gets. I'll take that all day. Yeah, that's uh that's uh maximizing your investment. I would say. I mean, he's played. He's he doesn't play every game clearly. He doesn't have a tremendous batting average, but when you go, but when Tim's he, gets it done. When he goes up there, you know you feel like he, there's a chance, and that's really all you can say and all hope for as a manager fan or otherwise. Absolutely, we're going to take a quick break just before we end the show. We're going to go a little past eight because we did get the late start. So I'll give you your hours worth, folks. You're listening to the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact eighty nine FM. You're listening to Exposure on eighty eight point nine The Impact. Attention shoppers, if anyone is missing a rather plump set of love handles, please come to the customer service counter and claim them. The ample love handles were lost in the produce department where their former owner had purchased fruits and veggies to munch on during the big game. Thank you and have a good day. Small step number 81, snack on fruits and veggies. It's just one of the many small steps you can take to get healthy. Learn more at www.smallstep.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Saturday nights from 8 p.m. until 2 a.m., tune into the cultural vibe to hear the best in both local and national hip-hop, plus live mixing on the ones and twos. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Welcome back to the Spartan Sports Ramp. We're always keeping things above average, and we're always available. 517-432-3893 is the number. We're going about six more minutes here on the Sports Ramp. We'll go through through 8 o'clock, but, you know, I'll give the, I'll give the station shout-out. Don't worry. We'll be, we'll be all legal. We'll be good. More importantly, search for a new athletic director is now underway here at Michigan State, as Ron Mason has announced that he will not seek a second term as I crack my voice for the second time this hour. <laughs> but all signs, in, in, in my opinion, I'm, I'm not sure if you're, you follow this very closely because I work over, you know, on campus. Um, all signs, in my opinion, point to Mark Hollis. He is he's currently works in the athletic department. Um, he's been here for 12 years. Um, Hollis has been named a recipient of the National Marketer of the Year Award as selected by National Association of Collegiate Marketing Administrators. 
Uh, that was in May of 2002. Um, key points about Mark Hollis and why I think he'll be the successor to Ron Mason. Um, he is an he is an alumni of Michigan State University. He he, he clearly bleeds green and white. He yeah. uh, he understands what it means to be a Spartan. He graduated from here. He's a family man. People people like that. A family man. Children, wife, stable. As as far as I'm concerned, I don't know him personally. Um, we spoke briefly on certain occasions. Um, but also in the eyes of businessmen, he is a generator of money. That is key wherever you go. He was the brainchild of the Cold War, the hockey game between Michigan and Michigan State. Thank Mark Hollis for that idea. Also, the basketball, Mark Hollis. That was at Fort Field, right? Yeah. And uh, something he's cooking up now, a tournament that it's not it's in the work it's you know in the preliminary stages he's trying to develop this idea from what i hear um a college basketball tournament uh with teams that have won the national championship in the last 10 years and have multiple national titles which so which would include michigan state because we won in 2000 and then you look at yukon it would include yukon um it would include duke they had to win multiple championships within a 10 year span no they, they they would have to have won a national championship in the last 10 years but in their Total programs history, they have additional titles. Okay, okay. So you're looking at the elite elite wonder. programs, and he's thinking of having two courts at Ford Field. This is, this is all hearsay. Having two courts at Ford Field, side having a tournament side. going on. Wow. What a, that see you just I just don't lay awake at night and think about things like this. He's a he's very smart in terms of creating revenue, um, uh, season ticket planning, and you know marketing those uh, plans to to generate even more money for the university. Um, I think he'd be a great athletic director. Um, he has his MBA, Masters in Business Administration, if, if I get my acronyms correct. Wow. Uh, Michigan State grad. He's been Ron Mason's right-hand man for a few years now. Since, what, 02, I believe Ron was here. Uh, and, and you look at the significant moves he may have to make. You see in the possible tenure of the next AD, uh, Tom Izzo may be gone. Um, I'm not sure how long Rick Conley, the hockey coach, is going to stick around. He's getting up there. He's won a national title. You know, hopefully, hopefully, I believe Mark D'Antonio is still going to be here. Man, don't give him bad luck already. Oh, dude. I'm not giving him bad luck. I think the, I think he's going to do a great job. I'm not just saying that either. He's got discipline. He's a good coach. Defensive philosophy, straightforward. I like that. That's what I've heard from we'll, players. We'll see what he does on the field. You're listening to WDBM East Lansing. This is a Spartan Sports Wrap. I know we're going a little over the top of the hour, but folks, you joined us a little late. So we'll give you your full hour's worth here. Coming up at 8.03, just about, will be the Jazz Spectrum. Got to show love to Jeff Shoup and the Jazz Spectrum, as I always try to do. But I'll wrap things up. Mateen Cleaves is in the Denver Nuggets mini camp. So um, make, taking another stab at the NBA is Mateen. Um, also, Kobe reiterates trade demands after I cannot iterate words for a few seconds there. Jeff Lurg, Spartan Male Athlete of the Year. Sarah Brown, Female Athlete of the Year. Uh, the rumor mill it talks about Richard Hamilton for Jason Richardson. Yes, the trade could work um, according to the collective bargaining agreement. Rip has three years and about $30 million left. Jay Rich, four years, $50 million. This all rumors, but it it could happen. You never know when Joe D is going to pull a massive trigger in Detroit. Um, Dramon Green, um, hopefully, will be coming to Michigan State. Uh, it looks good right now. He's a Saginaw native after a scholarship has opened up because Maurice Joseph has transferred to Vermont. Uh, no hard feelings there. I'm sure Mojo will have a very productive career there when he sits after he sits out his one year. Um, Sean Marion to Detroit not going to happen. I do not think uh, too many. The Phoenix Suns want too much in return for an average score 
out there in Phoenix. Um, bright future. Ugly shot, too. Ugly shot. Oh, not, yeah. Terrible shot. Hey, you've been listening to the Spartan Sports Rep on Impact 89 FM. I wanted to give you that full hour, folks. Uh, the, possibly the only commercial free sports talk show in, in, in the greater Lansing area. Or in the Spartan state? Sports Rep. Impact89FM.com. Check out our podcast section, uh, with, with interviews with former Spartans, Drew Neitzel, Edong Ebok, Marquise Gray, Sarah Brown, Women's Spartan Athlete of the Year. Holler at your boy. We're out of here. 517-432-3893. Call me next Monday at 7. I will be here and waiting. For John Vargas, my man DJJ behind the glass, we are out. Jazz Spectrum up next. Thank you for listening, and keep it real, East Lansing. Good night. You've been listening to the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact Exposure. Tune in every week for more of the greatest sports information, news, and analysis. Here and only here on Impact 89FM.